Hello, I'm Yasmin Metz Johnson. And I'm Yasmin Velkis O'Brien. We are Y Square Pod. Welcome back to the podcast. And before we dive into a new episode, I'll allow Yasmin to do the interesting fact. So the interesting fact of the day is that Sierra Leone is home to a drone corridor along, uh, along with Malawi, and that makes two countries in the whole of Africa. Uh, we hope as innovation and technology evolves that more countries in Africa will have drone corridors in their countries. But for now, it's Salon and Malawi. <laughs> I'm surprised South Africa don't have, you know. You know, or Kenya. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Maybe in the near future. Mm-hmm. So today's episode is called... Af- Africa wants better. better. Africa, Africa demands better. better. Africa deserves better. So we know... Better. <laughs> better. 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 <laughs> the contrast in the, in the accents. But yeah, um, I know this is like a mouthy uh, title, but we thought it was appropriate to emphasize um, not just what Africa needs or wants or demands, but everything. Just because um, with everything going around, um, irrespective of COVID, there have been a lot of political unrest, social injustices being brought to light, and a lot of um, grassroots movements uh, taking responsibility and controlling the narrative of what it means to live in the 21st century and um, uh, breaking down these barriers. Yeah, it's the most fitting title because mm-hmm. we, we went round and round for a bit, like what to call it, then we concluded with this just because it justifies exactly what Yasmin said, the current times. For sure. Um, yeah, so I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with the NSARS movement that's been happening in Nigeria. And um, yeah, so NSARS is to end the special anti-robbery squad, which was formed in 1992, so nearly three decades. And basically it's just a very outdated squad of corrupt um, policemen, would you say? Well, I think it became, I think the intentions were not corrupt per se, but as time evolved, for sure, yeah. it, um, it strayed away from its actual purpose. Definitely, because mm-hmm. the reason they formed was to, um, to convict an individual who killed somebody who was part of the military. Mm. And then during that time as well, I think there was a rise in robberies. Right. So what's happening now is that they are stereotyping the young and if they're dressed fresh or if they look good, it's like, oh no, this not to your own money. Like right. how you didn't afford this. Of course, like, you, you must they have just yeah, it. they just assume like, you must have stolen it. You've stolen it. So uh, for a while now the youth have been harassed mm-hmm. like regularly by um SARS. Yeah, but the profiling itself is just so arbitrary and like, um, based on what? You know, so it's like, do you have any ill sentiments? Mm. You know, maybe they're bitter, who knows? Yeah, that's what I was saying to you. I think they're just salty. They're probably thinking, (laughs) yeah, I didn't have iPhone at that age. I didn't have this by that age. But you know, forgetting that times change and things evolve apart from SARS. (laughs) But yeah, so they want to end SARS, but then now they've They've ended it. Well, they, it's not haven't ended, but what they have so the name given. itself has changed. Yeah, yeah, they the, just changed. The stars, the they've changed the name to like SWAT, but, but more or less, yeah, it's like they gave it a, a facelift. They're like, oh yeah, we're gonna uh, address these uh, structural issues within the police force, but no, uh, people, especially youth, are advocating for the removal of that unit. In, in general hmm. because what has it served apart from harassing profiling I'm not saying it didn't start and off as a and they kidnap as well right but sorry they kidnap as well 
That I don't know. Yeah, it's it's like police brutality, kidnapping, um, extorting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So crazy. Um, all of that. Um, and Nigeria, you know, we stand in solidarity with you. I think that's, that goes without saying. But for us in Sierra Leone, it really resonated with us because um, back in June, um, we had mentioned on the podcast that Khadija was um, raped and killed, the five-year-old girl that was um, allegedly uh, killed by her brother slash cousin. So um, a lot of youth, although they didn't get the police clearance, they were out in the street. So although we didn't do it in an audacious manner like Nigeria did, but it gives us courage and hope for us to want to stand up to the the issues that we also have in our country. Because honestly, when we were looking at you all, we're like, we wouldn't do this in Sierra Leone. You know, mm-hmm. we, we couldn't. It's like, you know, get mine for doing. But really seeing everything that's happening in Nigeria, it has given us a lot of courage and strength. So um, we admire you all. You inspire us. And most importantly, we're watching you all. Most definitely. But that being said, nothing is stopping what has happened in Nigeria happening in other African countries. Absolutely not. I think in general, the youth are just tired and frustrated because if you think about it, as like, what really, what has been in place or put in place to benefit the youth? Since, um, um, like, um, colonialism, exactly, not much, yeah. Precisely, and mm-hmm. there I go again, blaming the generation before us, but I just think they were, they've been very passive and haven't actually done it. They haven't done as much as they could have. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I don't know if they are to blame, but I will say for sure, I just think, like, the generation before us, or our parents' generation, they were just very passive and just did things how. how they yeah, did what you told, exactly, yeah, they very didn't much so. question the status quo or try and challenge anything. So I think that's why we are coming with a vengeance now, because it's almost like a, like a double, double, um, I don't want to say load, what's the word I'm looking for? Hmm, the word, but it's almost like a, um, yes, we have, basically, because they didn't do their part, we're mm-hmm. carrying their, their load and then mm-hmm. our own. So that's why I think, you know, because our generation's a bit more, um, we're a bit more frantic and wanting to make a change. That's why. Yeah, for sure. We're so, doing it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it is kind of like not end that generational curse, but definitely create a different generation. You know, burden was the word. I was like, oh, burdening. <laughs> yeah. So um, f- for sure, like w- what's happening not just on the continent but in the world as a whole. I just feel like COVID is a way of just revealing all our social injustices and issues that were happening. But honestly, these are things that were happening for years. And of course, we've had police brutality for years. We've had um, surges of rape and sexual violence against women, children, and girls. You know, we've had these issues, but I just feel like- COVID was the tipping point. Yes, yeah. it was, honestly. So um, so Nigeria, we are, we are with you all. Hashtag NSARS. Most definitely, mm-hmm. we are watching. I think the whole world is watching. We are, we are. Definitely. But on the, um, before we move on to the next country, did you see what his pre- um, what the Nigerian president said on Twitter? Yes, I did. Can you imagine? It was pretty much just like, mind your business. <laughs> like, like, like how? Like, I don't know if you saw the tweet about... Um, so, I didn't watch the presidential speech, but I saw some snippets from it. And um, so the presidential speech after the uh, Lucky Tollgate incident. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, I believe. And um, 
the uh, Niger Savage tweets, the, just this account on Instagram and Twitter, they had basically said, okay, so this is a summary of what Buhari had said in his speech. And it was just kind of like, you know, um, if you know yourself, you know, you will do on back kind of thing. It was just kind of like, yes, he had expressed anguish and pain for like lives lost, but it was just kind of like, okay, business as, as usual kind mm. of thing. That's the kind of vibe that I got. Um, so I, I, I really hope that this gives uh, the Nigerian government more of like um, putting a mirror in front of their face. Mm. Yeah, so they can reflect on their actions. If they want things to go back to the, um, the day-to-day business, if they want uh, civil unrest to end, yeah. then they will start to make these structural changes mm-hmm. in the government and law enforcement so that this doesn't happen again. Yeah, my friend tweeted something, um, Hannah Ajala, the journalist, she said that, that they only respond to international embarrassment. I was like, that's so true. Speaking of embarrassment, did you see, I think one of their politicians, he acted with his, at his big age, he was like, oh yes, um, they're suing Jack, Jack of Twitter, um, huh? for one billion US dollars for the damages Who's that Jack? he has. Jack? is the owner of Twitter. Oh. And you have no training. The man doesn't have a surname. That's what he goes by, Jack. I'm Jack from Twitter. Well, his name is just Jack. If you just go, everyone knows Jack. I didn't. Yeah, well, because you use Instagram. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Jack, CEO of Twitter, um, yeah, he was lending support, of course, and um, mm. he was also encouraging people to donate to the cause with a, a Bitcoin account. So then, um, yeah, Nigerian politicians didn't go down with him. He said for the oh, damages that he has caused, and he has to also open a Twitter company in Nigeria if he wants to operate. See, it was some madness that didn't I make sense. This is the problem with Africans. Like, they don't deal with the matter and they don't take accountability. Rather, they nope. will change the subject or blame someone else. Mm-hmm. What the hell has that got to do with anything? If you actually sorted out the country and listened to the people and what they're fighting for, why would you even have to consider consulting or doing anything with Jack? Hmm. My sister, when I saw that, I screamed. I was like, oh, what? "You did they, like ugh, some people? It's like how do how do you even think? Does that make sense? Instead of dealing with the matter, they're not going to do sister. They're not going to do Anyways, we move, we move and we move on to sexual um, gender based violence that's been. Um, exploding in the continent and not in a good way, obviously. Like, we talked about um, the sexual violence cases that have been on the rise in Sierra Leone. We talked about Khadija. But also, there have been um, cases in the Zambia, in Liberia, that's just next door. Is that how they call themselves? The Zambia? Are you sure? I said Zambia. No, you said the Zambia. Oh, my bad. Zambia. Yeah, Yeah, in Zambia and Liberia. um, Just... Everywhere. Again, not to bring COVID into this, but because COVID has um, forced people to stay in their homes, of course, a lot of these people are here with their abusers because statistically speaking, those who abuse you are those who are close to you. It's not usually random events or yeah. random incidents or There's isolated that have ones. To you. Yes. So um, because of that, uh, there have been a lot of uh, sexual gender based violence, um, sexual assault, rape. Um, domestic violence, of course, going about. But there have been people protesting, like in Zambia, um, they've had a similar issue. Liberia, um, in Sierra Leone, of course, I don't, I don't need to say more. Ghana and Ivory Coast also have had a rise in child trafficking. My goodness. Yeah. It's crazy. 
what is going on? Twenty twenty, like as soon as you, ah, uh, no, you know, I don't think it could give you more. Uh-huh. But it's not even just twenty twenty because I mean, look at things that what's happening um, in DRC Congo. Yeah, that's crazy. That's been going on for ages. For ages, it's like a silent holocaust. So with Congo, like literally since um, is it nineteen ninety six? Girl, let me not even get years incorrect. But anyway, so in Congo, they have a lot of natural minerals. And these minerals, such as coltan, are used to make a lot of the um, technology and things that we use. So phones, laptops, PlayStations. Yeah. yeah. So the problem they have is like the multinational companies looting these um, natural, natural minerals such as coltan, they basically, because of that, because they're not, it's being looted and they're not getting proper funding, like there's other social issues. So people have died. Um, yeah, about six million. Yeah, about six million people have died. Congolese. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm, I, I'm still trying to understand that one because it's been going on for so long. And what is causing the conflict? Is it like who is funding? Because some of the, um, not just the multinational companies, but the, the different governments that have interest in those countries for probably the minerals as well, mm. they are also funding militia. Damn, that's crazy. Mm. Yeah, so they, they have 64% of the world's culture. Yes. That's crazy. Is, is there any... I, I don't know, because it's been going on for so long, like, I feel like with Congo, you don't usually hear about aid to help them. So it is literally like a silent, like... A holocaust, yeah. holocaust, because it's been going on for long. Whereas, like, when SARS happened... Well, this... Obviously, SARS has been on for a while, but, like, as soon as, like, the protests happened, there were people that were doing funding. No, I mean, for years, like, since 2016, I've seen on Twitter, uh, they've been advocating for that. No, individuals would advocate, but is there, like, a collection or an initiative or a company, organization, anything that, you know, assists with that? Well, it probably wouldn't be called, like, the end SARS company or whatnot, but I'm sure there are divisions of organizations that help to curb police brutality or human rights. It's a human rights issue. So I'm sure there are organizations that that probably help protesters when they're uh, arrested or something like that, but I couldn't, you know, name something on the top of my head. Let us know, guys, if you know of any um, organizations that do help with um, aiding Congo, the DRC. That would be interesting to know. But yeah, yeah, and um, with um, issues in Congo, uh, you know, in Congo Brazzaville, there was also the issue of the the president wanting to uh, have another term after being there for that thirty was years so old. Greedy. This is the problem with African leaders. Bo, you don't do okay. Let's say in your constitutional mandate, it's like five years. Some countries it's five years. Some countries it's four years. Whatever, but. Where you don't do dandy, you know do after you've gotten like your ten years or your eight years, you know do because they know the the state they've left the country. That's and they know what they've been doing. Yeah, so, so they just keep covering it up. Covering All it up. Of these people that come into um, power, it's always that they lack foresight. But for me, it's like, are you not learning from history? Exactly. I mean, let's talk about. Let's not even talk about like Hindsight something that happened so long ago. Let's talk about what happened in the past ten years. Zimbabwe, Look at Robert Mugabe. 
mm-hmm. or what happened to him before he, he died. died right? yeah, yeah. And then what about Gaddafi? Look at how disgracefully Gaddafi died. You know, mm-hmm. you could have just left Jeje. He did not. Mm-hmm. So it's just like things like Jeje's Yassi's. <laughs> it's her new I favorite word. By the way. Disclaimer. So if you hear it again, it's her new favorite word. Did you Jeje. get it in Liberia? No, Jeje is Nigerian. I know it's Nigerian. That's why I'm confused. Yeah. She literally came back from um, Liberia. She all back. my business. She's been saying Jeje like how many times? I'm like, girl. No, so you go Nigeria or Liberia? <laughs> well, I feel so seen. I feel so seen. Hashtag naked. <laughs> They know about you now. But it, you know. Oh yeah, but I mean that, that is um, a, a big issue that we have. You know, right next door with uh, with Guinea, Alpha Conde. He had he's already served his two terms. He has changed the constitution for a third term, and he won. I mean, it, it, and a lot of civil unrest is happening now in Guinea. Yeah, it's almost like it's the man is eighty-two. On, it's based on tribalism. There, it seems like well, the massacres and the 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 um, killings that are happening. Mm. From a video I saw, oh, that's okay. what someone was saying. I don't know, but that's what someone was saying. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was really graphic. It was sad. I couldn't even watch all of it, but it was almost like people just killing them if they weren't from their tribe, like the masses who are part of the party that just won. Mm. Mm. But anyway, how true this is, I don't know. Apparently, this president who wanted the third term and mm-hmm. who won, mm-hmm. apparently he announced it before they even got the results so that's what everyone was kind of up in uproar about like which we haven't even had the results why are you announcing like you've won so that's the story but i think that's even though he has won now though um, of course they want to contest that um it's just the arrogance that some of these leaders have they know that they've already rigged the system mm-hmm. so some of them are very blatant in like okay you know I've won. that's probably why he announced it it's you know the same thing similar with what happened to yaya jameh during his election at first you know, he made it seem like he was very passive and, you know, he wanted a very smooth election. He's like, yeah, don't worry. You know, I will step down. I will not contest the results. Just when Adam Abaro won, he was like, oh, no, 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 I'm not stepping down. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know if you were in Where town at that time. Now? And I think in exile, maybe. I don't know. And um, all the ECOWAS leaders, well, a lot of ECOWAS states presidents went to go and ask him to step down. One of whom was Ernest Bay Korma when he was president. I don't know if this part is true, but someone said that Jamaica and Batok Talansi, you that sacked your whole vice president, you're telling me to step down. Uh, that's pretty made up. I think no, so, obviously. You get for add pepper to all You need to have them again, pepper. Mm-hmm. But that notwithstanding, yes, um, during Jamie's little tantrum, there were like five ECOWAS presidents I went to go and ask him to reconsider. But he didn't, and then, well, we see how things Speak of ECOWAS, did they even hey. say anything during this NSA? ECOWAS, did you see that rude little press release that they they released? It was basically like, we the right time, follow not, not say, we not talk. That was it. What? But there was no substance in that ECOWAS press release. This is the problem. I just... Oh, what about AU? Have they said ding? They're so passive. African Union, have they said ding? I beg you. You know, we have all these structures in Africa to help us, you know, with good governance and human rights issues. But, just but where are they now when yeah. we need them? Where is African Union? Where is ECOWAS now? That was shameful. How shameful, Seth. Hmm. I haven't seen that note, but I'll have a look. Yeah, yeah. So it's all over WhatsApp and stuff, you know. They didn't really say anything of substance. But then the question is, where do we, we know of all these issues and we don't have to highlight them on the podcast. This is something you can easily Google or go to a credible uh, news outlet. Where do we go from now is what I want to know. Sister, 
Yeah, from NSARS to sexual gender-based violence to um, election rigging. Where do I we wish go? I had the answer, but you my know? only answer is younger people just need to get into positions of power. How? How when these there? places are still crowded by these old fools that won't leave. Yeah. How? Who knows? I actually have no solution. Who? But do you have a suggestion to the solution? Um, I guess it would just be collaboration, working more with uh, people who are in these positions. But they're so set in their way, ways. That's mm. the problem. It's exhausting. And you a know, lot of them are corrupt. So that is true, that is true. You know, it's kind of what we're having now. I mean, like like an African renaissance, you know. And it might it has to be led by us, mm. for us. Because in the next 10, 20 years, yeah, sure, that's a long way. But at least a lot of transformative change can happen in those 10 to 20 ways. Yeah. And we as the youth that we can um, fill that gap until we get to those levels is what we do now. Social media, amplifying these issues that happen. Mm-hmm. So this, because so everyone uses, to, everyone who has access to a smartphone is always on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever social media platform. So you're always seeing it. So if we're always very brazen in your face, it's going to be subconscious at that point. Yeah, I think the first thing that could happen maybe is like, I'm not saying I'm against democracy. I'm just saying Ooh. I think we need to have leaders in their role for a bit longer because what happens is we go five steps forward and then five steps back. Yes, when there's a new when administration. A new okay, no, I agree. So that's what I mean. Like maybe the, the time should be longer so we can see out the plan and see what, they, what they've done and what they plan to do especially for young fragile democracies like us exactly that makes sense now I always used to joke I mean am I like you said not that I'm against democracy in the African context but Kagame has been president for like 20 years and yes there are some pros and cons but look at the pros of Rwanda exactly look at Rwanda it's like a real example of Wakanda you know yeah that notwithstanding, of course, there are and a lot of critiques. That's why I don't like it when Sierra Leoneans try to use the excuse of war. We had a look, war. Look they had a whole genocide. They had a whole genocide during the same time, time period. period. Yes, just so about. We cannot even use that as an excuse. I mean, what other African country hasn't had civil war? So that excuse is just out the window. Speaking of civil war, we didn't touch on Cameroon. So Cameroon yes. are another country that have had a civil war for a while amongst the people so if you're Francophones and Anglophones yeah yeah, that's like one of the only countries I think or one of a few in West Africa that were colonised by both the British and the French so their problem there at the moment is like the Anglophone I think that was a smaller um, section that was colonised of the country so they're now in the minority and they don't get they the Anglophone Cameroons don't feel like they have a voice and yeah so there's a lot of dispute happening between the two which is so sad because they are one people but because they were colonized oh yeah Mm. the issues are a lot but it's interesting because these are all post-colonial issues so it always makes me think what would what would Africa be before that time I know Hmm. I um in Burner Boy's, y'all know I'm a big Burner Boy fan, you know, whatever. So in um, Burner Boy's new album, um, The Monsters We Made. Oh, so, I love yes. that song. And that, yeah, that's literally what we've just said. Yes, the messaging. So if you don't know that song, just listen to it. But yeah, so basically uh, they sing about um, the arrival of the, the European invaders. Yeah. Yes, and all the issues that we have. So it's kind of like 
why are you accusing us of this when we are literally the monsters you've made? Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah. So that was so woke, you know. So woke. So the ending, um, I forget who's featured, but um, Chris Martin. No, there's a woman's voice in the end. Uh, but yes, Chris it's Martin. Your, it's your mother, Yusuf. It's not Shimamanda, it's Shimamanda. It is Shimamanda! You know, Sabi, you're my main boy, it's okay. Well, you know, it's been a while we've talked, you know, with the whole COVID situation. So, (laughs) are you sure? I'm very sure. I'm like 80% sure. 80, okay. That's quite high. But yeah, so there's a woman talking in the world, yet to be identified as my mother, Shimamanda. Oh, I saw she has a. Hey, but can I say what she said? Or what the woman said. So, so she was just saying, like, you know, the, before you people arrived, you people being, you know, the invaders, like 500 years ago, these were the issues that we had. These were the structures that we had before they were interrupted. So, and also in the other album, uh, Burner Boy, Burner Boy is really woke. In the other Burner Boy album, the um, African Giant, in the song Spiritual with um, Angelique Pijo and him, and I think someone else. Um, yeah, she says at the end, um, before black people should know before whatever nationality they are now they were africans first before they became anything else mm-hmm. i was like yes you know because this is true facts you know okay. people don't especially not every caribbean of course but there's a lot of caribbeans and african-americans who are not identified as being african or having roots from africa mm. you know but you civilization started in africa that is a fact so Everybody. everybody's african actually technically for being technical but um but yes, it, it would. I, I wonder what kind of Africa we would have if um, we didn't have colonialism. We can only wonder. Only. And I guess that is also a lot of the issues in Nigeria, just because like there's the north and the south, and they're all split up mm-hmm. due to due to colonialism. Well, really and truly, Nigeria is almost like three countries put in one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what I was saying about Chimamada is that she has, I saw online, she has like a um, a diary for 2021, but it's like in the format of her book, um, we sh- Why We Should All Be Feminist. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I really want to get Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. So I think it ha- it's like a journal, like diary, and then it has like um, parts from the book or just like some quotes by her. Mm-hmm. So I think that would be really dope to get. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, so we talked about collaboration, um, uh, controlling the narrative, amplifying voices. Yeah, I think that, that's the good thing about the digital age, actually. Like, very much Because so. at least now Africans have the, the platform and the space to share their story. Mm-hmm. And I think um, what's different now is because, yeah, we have that space. Whereas before, the only stories that were coming from the continent were from foreigners. Can you imagine? And it's a different lens, obviously. 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 So, yeah, I think even that in, is why people are seeing more more um, visuals of the true, authentic Africa because mm-hmm. like people like you and I are actually capturing it and sharing it. Whereas I feel like if if you're working for a company or if you're a foreigner, like, your agenda's different, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, I, I think it's great that we have the digital space for that to just amplify the messaging. But there's only so much you can do with that. It's like... Only so much. Yeah, what next? What next? But that's where we... That's where we, we are. are. <laughs> at this point, um, yeah. on this roller coaster of 2020, mm-hmm. uh, October is coming to an end. Um, we have November and December. 
I want to say can't wait, but you know, I can wait. (laughs) Let's see um, how things go. But honestly, I I do see a better Africa. It may not be in our generation, you know, my lifetime, but that's not the point. It's for future generations to actually live here. Um, and want to be here, not you know, at least, forced at least to come here. Progress in. is happening in some areas. Small, yes, small. that's true. Yeah, but like you said about how to get young people into power, hmm. I'm not sure. But you guys let us know in the comments or hit us up on any of our social medias if you have any ideas of how we can make that work, getting mm-hmm. young people into positions of power yeah for sure we'd love to hear your thoughts and of course you can write us on twitter instagram and facebook Uh, before we close yasmin's gonna give us the salon proverb oh yeah the salon proverb so it is wata nori jump all so that is your time will come and yeah this too shall pass basically your fortune will come in its own time indeed indeed so as usual, uh, you can check us out on our platforms, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Westwear Pod. See you next time. We out. Bye. Bye.